Hey, welcome to On The Clip Side with Prue and Tim. Join us to stay up to date with all things digital as seen through the eyes of the guy who sells the dream and the girl who actually makes it happen. Okay. Okay. Yep. We are here. <laughs> Happy Thursday, everybody. This is different because normally we're on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. Tuesday? No, Wednesdays. Okay. Mixing it up a little. Yeah. Mm. Just doing a little switch up. It's your fault. You told me we had to record this today instead of yesterday. It is my fault. I had a hot water issue yesterday that I had to run off to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But thank God. No one cares about your hot water, Tim. No one. <laughs> no one cares. Story of my life. Okay. So instead of hot water, let's get on to some real topics. <laughs> So today, we are having a chat looking at what B2B marketing platforms people should be using, mm. and most specifically, LinkedIn. My favorite. Yeah. Also, the only social platform that I'm on right now. Oh my God, so you're actually relevant to this conversation. I am. What a surprise. Lord almighty, guys. We've Everyone been give him a silent clap <laughs> while you're listening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so in all seriousness, um, I think the reason that we wanted to cover this today was because A, it's the number one mm-hmm. B2B platform online for marketers. Mm-hmm. And two, because a lot of people still aren't 100% sure how to use it or how, um, who they should be using it for, what target markets. And Which is amazing because it's been around for a while now. It has, but it's its advertising platform is still probably the most in its infancy mm. compared to the others. How long has it been around? Mm-hmm. The LinkedIn advertising platform. Oh, the LinkedIn advertising platform. Um, probably like 2016. <laughs> yeah, we don't fact check anything on this podcast. <laughs> I just didn't fact check this one. <laughs> I have better ones later. <laughs> Let me have them up my sleeve. Yeah, so um, relatively new with regards to advertising and also probably the slowest at keeping up to speed with advertising. Mm. I wonder why that is. Um, because I don't think they ever saw monetizing their platform as big of a deal as like your Facebooks and your Twitters True. and your Instagrams. It's, it's a traditionally, it's a business platform. Yeah. So it's, it's not at the front of their mind to be. No. They went much more hard after that market of just building their users. Yeah. They really built out that whole like sales navigator and premium mm. features and stuff. Yeah. And that's because they understand their audience and yeah. they know why people are online. Yeah. They know their users have money as well. This is true. Mm. This is true. Whereas I guess like with Facebook and whatnot, Mm. Mm. the users are actually the products. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that, here's a fun fact. If you earn over, I think it's like 70 to 80 grand a year, which would be a big chunk of people on LinkedIn, Mm. you're in like the top 5% of Australia. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. 5%. Yeah. I think you're in like the top 1% of the world or something Mm. or less, even higher or something. Yeah. That's crazy. Yes. So that's just on the point of their users have some dollars to spend and Mm. they're happy to do it on a platform that they know will make them more business. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can see that, you know, when I'm on LinkedIn and I'm trying to find people, let's say if it's an inquiry or something like that, it's definitely a case that, you know, like the, the kind of people that you'll find will mm. generally be your kind of corporate people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But kind of some of those like smaller businesses, quite often there will just be no trace of them on there. And I wonder how yeah. much that has to do with the fact that they kind of get lost if they don't mm. if they can't afford these kind of like larger I don't know. That's a good question. I think smaller businesses too just if they are smaller businesses and they are well, it depends if they're living in a B2B or a B2C world. True. I think 
That's a good point. Yeah, actually. a lot of smaller businesses yeah. probably work B two C, so this isn't necessarily the best platform for them. That's true. I guess like yeah, if you're a B two C plumber or something, you're probably not going to find too much work on there. I mean, you might. If well, if you, you want to go into a commercial sense. Well, yeah. If you want to go B two B, sure. Yeah, that would be great. In fact, there's probably not many people doing that. It's probably a good little. Mm. little market for some people. Which is why we're having this chat, Tim. Mm. Because more people need to get on LinkedIn. Absolutely. And make sure that they're using the most out of the platform. So a little bit about LinkedIn recently mm. for people. Teach me things. Well, they're fact-checking. Here's my fact-checks. Here you go. <laughs> in 2010, in Australia, there was a million LinkedIn users. I'm going to Google this, by the way. Yeah, you go for it. <laughs> uh-huh. But in 2018, they've had such significant growth that they hit their 10 millionth user last year. Jeez. So that what is that? Like, like how many users a year? My math is oh, terrible right no, now. No, that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say they, they grew eightfold. Is that uh, yeah, okay. the right thing to that's, say? Yeah, I think I, I mean, think so. Something really, like going from 1 million to 10 million in less than 10 years means they're having more than a million people join a year. Yeah. Basically. There you go. There you go. Maths. <laughs> We're good at it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, um, just to say that that's been the growth in LinkedIn, and it's and it's quite big. Um, and more recently, some of their biggest things, and this is where I was making the point that they haven't put, or they've only recently put more of an emphasis on the technology of the advertising platform. Hmm. They finally introduced lookalike audiences. Right. So for anyone who's a social media marketer, you obviously are nodding your head being like, thank Jesus, because this has existed on Facebook for quite a while now. And LinkedIn's just introduced it at the end of last year, start of this year. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder why it took them so long. I think LinkedIn was basically just saying, we took our time with this because we wanted to be able to map user behavior so effectively. Right. That if you are doing a lookalike audience from one person to another, it's bang on. Okay. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty fair statement, so I, I guess. So I appreciate it as a marketer, 100%. Mm. It's just taken a little while. Okay. Yeah. That's probably, I mean, the biggest thing. Oh, and also too, it's integrated with Bing, obviously, right. because LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft. I didn't know that. There you go. Oh, Bruce, fun facts. LinkedIn's owned by Microsoft. Right. Obviously, so is Bing. Was it so now it's a full integration. owned by Microsoft? Yes. Or they buy it? Yeah, right. No, I, yeah. Uh, mm. Nah, not to, I don't know. <laughs> Just trying to catch you in the Can't lies hang now. Can't my hat on that. <laughs> no, but they've they've announced that they're integrating with Bing um, and the data from Bing, which is pretty amazing. Hmm. So we'll be able to leverage Bing's data, which is obviously a huge amount of search data. Nothing like Google. Sorry. I was going to say, what is that like? Ten people? Sorry, or? Bing. Um, <laughs> but it's enough that it means that they're um, then recently released interest based targeting tool. Mm. Uh, is far more efficient. Um, yeah, so that's the biggest things that have happened recently, obviously, with LinkedIn. Huge growth over the last eight to nine years. Finally introduced look-like audiences and now have the ability to pull data from their big integration. That's massive. 10 million people. That's that's almost half of Australia, isn't it? How many people in Australia now? 25 million. Yeah, so that's Not quite, but getting there. Is that just individuals or is that also counting companies? Do you happen to know? I think it's indiv- I think it's profiles. That's insane. Yeah. So if it's profiles, then you'd assume. I mean, some people might have a few fakes, and some people might have sure, some double ups. Sure, be double ups. And stuff uh, like that. But I can't imagine it's a huge amount. So probably averages out to about a third, I reckon, of Australia. Hmm. Once you actually work out all the duplicates and all that stuff, which is crazy. I mean, I, that that probably makes sense. I mean, everyone that I deal with pretty well has mm-hmm. a LinkedIn account. Yeah. Um, and aside from. Certain people, I guess the only people that I know of on a personal level that don't have a LinkedIn account would be people who are in hospitality 
who aren't the business owner. That's funny because I would not say that. Interesting. Lots of people that I know in hospitality do have LinkedIn. Really? The core demographic of people that I know who are friends or family who do not have LinkedIn are teachers. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Because, well, especially if you're in the government system, you have absolutely mm. no need for LinkedIn. Well, yeah. I mean, you have Zero. an internal LinkedIn almost where they're, yeah, you they're just You just apply within, around. You yeah, just apply within the government and you get moved. I wonder if that's actually, that probably makes sense as well because there's been a few situations where I've looked up various people in government and they either mm. don't have a LinkedIn or it hasn't been updated for a very, very long time. They don't even have a profile picture. I dare say in a lot of government roles, it's probably like that because, yeah, they have their whole internal yeah. HR systems and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they just don't need to, really. Mm. Realistically, you're on LinkedIn for, you know, uh, one of two, maybe three reasons. It's to connect with people to make sales for your business, connect with people to grow your career, or connect with people to have access to industry knowledge to yeah. grow your own wealth of knowledge. Would you yes. say that's probably a fair, a fair thing to say? They're I'd the core that's three reasons. Fair. Yeah, as an individual, obviously. Mm. Um, yes, I think so. I don't think there would. I mean, yeah, there would be a small minority of people. No, you covered that off in the last point. They just kind of go yeah. in just to kind of see things. Killed it. And yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I guess off the back of that, like if we know, whereas, you know, Facebook and Instagram, I think there's probably a much wider spray of reasons why people are on there. Mm. I'm on there because I have a group of friends and they're the only ones that I talk to. Um, I'm on there because I follow brands that I love. I'm on there because I follow influencers I love. I'm on there because mm. I want to stay up to date with things. I'm on there because I love memes. You know, there's so yeah. many things. Uh, but LinkedIn is quite cut and dry yeah um there's there's probably three core areas that you're on linkedin for which i think as marketers makes life a little bit easier for us twofold because a we know that there's three core areas we should be marketing to you for whatever our businesses that we're selling and b linkedin is the most up-to-date profile of any social network Mm. which is i think quite powerful which means that targeting at any time is stronger than targeting on any other social network so when you say up-to-date profile what do you mean by that so the person's job title is is going to be up to date the person's company they're in is going to be up to date their location is up to date everything is actually up to date because it takes someone now don't quote me on this but you know the stats to change someone's linkedin profile from a uh, an old job to a new job or an old location to a new location only might take them about a month or two sometimes people wait for their three-month probation but that's it uh, Facebook is pretty much set and forget. You set up yeah. your Facebook profile and you're like, that'll do. Yeah. 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 You probably, a lot of people probably just still have their job from like when they set it up. Yeah, exactly. Eight years ago. Like Facebook's not the place where everyone wants to have a full listing of their job history. They just, no. it doesn't matter. They don't care. Yeah. No, no and in actual really... fact, I think lately as well, especially in the past couple of years, people have probably been a little bit reluctant to hand over that information as well because there's no benefit really. On Facebook. Not on Facebook. No, not well, on Facebook. Well, they don't, they don't see the benefit. It's, no. a, it's benefit for marketers, yeah, but exactly. they don't, as individuals, there's no benefit. A, yeah, if you're using it as a platform to connect with your friends, Facebook this is. Yeah. You, you don't need to put your job title there. No. Who cares? No, yeah. exactly. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I wonder, because when you said it most up to date, I thought you meant in the sense that it's the most sophisticated. And I was actually going to agree with you on that point as well. Well, I think, that I the, think so, yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of features on a LinkedIn profile to kind of build out your achievements and your recommendations and all mm. that kind of stuff. They have to put a lot of work into that. Most sophisticated, I think, also too in the way that because your profile is so up to date, you do also get the most relevant information presented to you. Yeah. People whinge that Facebook delivers ads that have nothing to do with them and they, they want to complain and they want to report That's it. But point. I don't think I've ever seen content on my LinkedIn feed that has not been somewhat relevant to me. And I've I completely agree. been able to absorb and it's added value. 
I completely agree. I would have to say. What do you make of the user-generated content on LinkedIn as opposed to, say, on Facebook? What do you mean? So by that I mean, so when I'm when I'm on LinkedIn, generally I'll go onto LinkedIn with a specific purpose in mind. So, mm-hmm. you know, back when I did have Facebook, for example, I would just because it was a collection of you know my friends or whatever, uh, family, I would scroll through it and just kind of look for updates, anything that catches my eye. It's very rare that I do that with LinkedIn, and that might just be because of the way that I use it. And I'm sure that there are some mm-hmm. people that just scroll through LinkedIn. Um, but generally I'll be on there for a specific purpose. I'm trying to find someone to send a message to, or it's a new client or prospect that I want to connect with or something like this. Mm -hmm. When I do happen to scroll through LinkedIn, I often, oftentimes will, so like you said, the, the paid advertising is very targeted. It's very good. Um, and the user generated content, you know, from some people is excellent, but there does seem to be a lot of people that are kind of doing their own marketing through it. It does seem to be, from my opinion, quite swamped with, I guess you could say like independent salespeople doing their own attempt at marketing. There's a lot of virtue signaling on LinkedIn. Okay. Have you experienced that? Yes, but I, I think I ignore it. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I think that's just because I go on LinkedIn, for me, so I have, what are my core reasons I go on LinkedIn? Um, To stalk people, number Mm. one. That's definitely (laughs) number one thing that I do. And when I say stalk people, I just mean if there's someone that I'm talking to or someone that I've heard about, I just want to know what their their job history is. I want to know how they got... want to paint a picture of them, right? Yeah, I want to know how they got where they, um, to where they are and and what was involved in in their success. And usually it's because I'm coming out of a point of admiration Mm. um, and I just like to know a little bit more about what that journey looked like. But I use LinkedIn for my own growth of my personal network, I would say. Uh, Specifically, obviously, we have a uh, an event series mm. and it's a lot of pressure to make sure we have high-end panelists yes. at every event. So LinkedIn is my number one tool for finding like the boss bitches and boss men of, mm. of Brisbane and Sydney and Melbourne to invite to our panel. So yeah. at the moment, that's probably one of the core reasons I use LinkedIn. And the other is staying up to date. Um, I have a lot of marketers on LinkedIn. Mm. So my marketing content in my opinion, is great because I'm always seeing the latest of something. Like I saw the very cool augmented reality telepresence stuff the other day, which is kind of LinkedIn, uh, kind of marketing, kind of technology. But that's the kind of stuff that I'm not going to see anywhere else. No, that's very true. You know, actually, it's interesting you say that. So I I think I notice, I go on um, LinkedIn generally with the purpose of finding a particular person. And it's awesome for that. Mm. That kind of like person-to-person connection of being like, I see a brand that I really like and let's say that I want to work with them because they maybe they've got something that I think that they could improve on their website or their digital. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, really easy to go and find the decision makers in that company with LinkedIn. And most of the time they'll connect with you and let you say your piece. Now, yeah. I really like that functionality. What I don't like about LinkedIn, to play devil's advocate, is... You like doing that, I've noticed. You what? are the devil's advocate. You don't play, you are. I am. I am the devil's advocate. <laughs> because are. that's the thing. It's like there are one. drawbacks to everything. And I think that the drawback, I guess, for me on LinkedIn is that there is a lot of people who are using it as a mass marketing platform. And I think that defeats the purpose of LinkedIn. So I shut down every single time I get hit with an in-mail, which is templated. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course. But it's, a, it's in, 
incredible how many people think that that works. So I've had very lengthy discussions with people who have sent me those like those emails where I just send a message back and I'm like, do you really think this works? To me, what works on LinkedIn coming from a sales position is having real one-to-one conversations with people. Yeah, and being able to pull out specific details of someone's profile or something you've seen them post recently and make comment about it or give advice or give an opinion about something like that because then they know that you've genuinely done research and you're genuinely showing interest. Exactly. So, And that only takes people an extra one minute of their time before they Mm. send that message. And it can still be templated in the fact that you have your opening and your closing sentences. Sure. But you just but you just kind of put in a little, a little bit, bit of stuff yeah, everywhere. A little bit of personal. I, I definitely think that that needs to be something that when people are marketing themselves or their company on LinkedIn, need to take in mind. Yeah, and, and same goes, I guess, for posting as well. Mm. Um, you know, there is there's quite a few people that I'm seeing that are replicating their message on LinkedIn, and it's that's just not landing. Yeah, maybe maybe not as well as it could be. Okay, that's fair. Definitely not that it's just missing the mark completely. Mm. Um, but I know for a fact that when I go on LinkedIn. I'm looking for information which is going to assist me. Mm-hmm. So when people are posting with the intention of helping themselves, it's probably never going to work out for them. So yeah, LinkedIn is a Skillshare place. And the, and the few, I guess, influential people that I would follow on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, um, I do so because they share a lot of content that actually benefits me. Yeah. And because, the, but the funny thing is, is that because they show all that content, they are now an industry leader and you seek them out for knowledge. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that you can't do, they're probably the first person that you will reference as yes. to a connecting with um, or be actually employing to resolve an issue exactly. you have. Because they're an expert. And yeah. LinkedIn, I guess, is that is a platform for you to carve yourself digitally as an expert. Mm. Um, what doesn't work, I think, on LinkedIn is people just being like, you know, come to, you know, Acme Financial and we have the best rates. It's like I could have got that from your website. Yeah. I'm just going to scroll right past that. Yeah, exactly. Tell I, me something about the I, financial yeah. industry that might affect me in the next yes. few months and so I can seek you out to help it not affect me. Exactly. Oh, that was very plain English. But <laughs> is there, um, is, have you observed any, because this is something I guess I'm interested in, is like what's the – success rate i guess or the the difference between someone posting as a personal linkedin versus as a company oh personal linkedin's always get a higher interaction rate um that's the same as if you're posting on behalf of a company but you post content about individuals that does 10 times better than sneaky little coffee sips while i'm chatting (laughs) um anything that has the individual at the center of the piece of content whether it's the individual posting or it's a company posting about individuals within that business, mm. will be more successful than an entity gotcha. time and time again. So, uh, for instance, the way that I use LinkedIn when I post my content, I will always – I'm sharing content from Clip, our company, mm. or from on the Clip side or from Hard Refresh, our event series, but I will never just simply share the post. I will share the post with my own version or my own opinion or – Um, my own point of view about the content I'm sharing so that people feel like there's value to it and they feel like I've taken the time to read this content and I've personally decided that this is of value to other people Mm. and I want to share it with them. And so there's social proof there for a lot of people. Um, Having an individual share a company's content, even though it's our own company, that's fine. But 
I don't share every single piece. I share the pieces that I know will be of benefit to the people in my network. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. And uh, there's lots of other stuff that I share that doesn't have anything to do with our company. Um, it's yeah. just of interest to me. Yeah, um, and I exactly. think everyone else should know about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Is there any, from your perspective, Prue, like, is there any tips, I guess, that you would impart on someone, I guess, as an individual, maybe? Um, on maybe, how to use LinkedIn Yeah, maybe for someone personally? who, yeah, maybe someone who likes the idea about it, has heard of it, but they don't really know how to get started. Uh, this is always, it's always funny when people say, how do I start something? Mm. And then they get the classic marketer response. Just give it a go. (laughs) (laughs) It means absolute shit. But I can really empathize with the marketer saying, just give it a go, because that's exactly how marketers start. So we are in a society where we have, as marketers, we have a generally good understanding of how to use our platforms, who our demographic markets are, and what message we should be sending out. Mm. But time and time again, people forget that marketers are dealing with unpredictable human behavior. So Technically, when we send messages out, we may be slightly more informed than you as an individual testing the waters, but we are still testing the waters. We just find that we're able to fail quickly and turn around um, quite fast after that. So as an individual, exactly the same thing. Test the waters. Just send If something caught your eye or if something um, is currently an issue that you're talking about in your workplace or you've gone home to talk to your partner about at night, whatever it may be, Maybe think about sharing that with some people. Mm. If, it, if it's something that's sitting inside you that you're quite passionate about, that you've spoken to one or two people about, why not talk to 100 or 200 people about it and yeah. just let them know? Um, I recently shared something that I don't think had any relevance to anyone in my network, but it meant the world to me. And it was an article about the fact that the first female police commissioner has just been announced for oh, Queensland. Yeah, yeah, so it's really amazing. Um, and I really very passionately was very excited about that. And so I just decided that, hey, this is something that I'd really like to share with people in my network, and that is the number one post of responses and engagement I've ever had. And I think that's because people saw passion behind it. Yes. So I think the biggest thing for anyone is if it's something that you care about, Share it, share it. Whether it's work related, whether it's personal related, whether it's political, Mm. whether it's uh, cultural, just share it. and, and don't think that you have to be a content writer. You know, yeah. if, if you can find a piece of content on the topic, share that piece of content with, a, you know, two sentences of, hey, guys, this was a great read and I really enjoyed it and I think you guys will too, mm. you know? Yeah, and to add to that as well, I think that a lot of people should probably not change the way that they speak. I see a lot of people professionalizing. That's probably not a word, but... I use emojis on LinkedIn, Exactly. So. <laughs> but like, you know, even even something as simple as like, Sometimes I'll be scrolling through LinkedIn mm. and it's so rare, but sometimes someone will just swear in a post and it's topical, not just for the sake yeah. of it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's a real human. It's a not little a bit robot, refreshing. Not, yeah. a, not a professional corporate robot who's just doing this to keep up appearances. Mm. It's someone that's actually talking. Now, I think a perfect example, example of that is like Gary V. Not to, you yeah. know, everyone knows Gary V and he's such a big thing, but I think the reason he is so, you know, does so well is that he is. his true self. Exactly. And people can tell when you're being disingenuous and people disengage. zero filter to him. And I think that's, you know, 50% of his success. He's obviously incredibly intelligent. Yes. But he's just very, very genuine. People like that. It's like when you can see someone that's been a genuine human, but they're also successful, people Mm. love that way more than the kind of like robot person who's also successful. Yeah, exactly. Because then it becomes attainable Mm. because they go, well, I'm just a normal person. You're just a normal person. Yeah. 
and you're coming from a place of where I want to be. Yeah, and I think that the thing that people need to know as well, I'm going to put a little tidbit in here. This is super random. Post on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're the best days to post. Oh, okay, we're sharing tidbits. Make sure that your photo is up to date. Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse than when you see someone's photo and it's some grainy photo that they took mm. on a Nokia E63 or something <laughs> seven years ago. How does that content still exist? And, but it's just oh. like, like, I'm not trying to be superficial. It's just first first appearances are really key. And you know what? I don't even think that's superficial because at the same time, half of the world will read your name and recognize you, but the other half of the world are visual human beings and they remember faces. Exactly. If they can't remember your name, they'll remember your face. Yes. So make sure your face is clear. Yeah. It's clear, unobstructed, good lighting, Mm. all of that stuff. In fact, there's actually a really cool little tool. I can't remember the name of it, but I'm sure if you just typed in LinkedIn (laughs) profile picture checker or something in google yeah. it would come up and basically it uses i think some I rudimentary you can look it up Why some not? very rudimentary ai i think to run your photo through um i think it uses some facial recognition and it will basically pick apart your photo and based on a variety of factors tell you how good it is okay so, so there's a few little results there's snapper photo analyzer and there's photo feeler unbiased feedback use the right profile photo do okay. either of those ring I, a bell no okay but i think it would just be a trial and error thing sure but that's getting a little bit kind of granular but i think we it also is went important. off topic but that's fine i think that's a good tidbit for people to take mm. away and make sure that your about section is up to date and actually explains what it is that you do for people that might be interested in contacting you and that it's not just some weird kind of like repetition of your experience which is further down the page yeah 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 Use more adjectives. Yes, all that stuff. (laughs) Um, But one of the things that I was going to say back on the point of being a genuine human, I think the biggest thing that people need to work on when transitioning into marketing on LinkedIn is being a genuine brand. Mm. So most of the time, being a genuine human means that you personally felt something or you personally had a problem and you sought out the solution and you wanted to share that with other people. Mm. I think being a genuine brand is being able to acknowledge that here is a problem we solve for people And here is the solution that we've been able to come up with to solve that problem. Because people always have problems and solutions. That's that's, That's what the world is. The crux of what it is. So um, That's why we buy things. Yeah, exactly. So I think the biggest thing when transitioning you know, from a genuine personal individual profile on LinkedIn and the way that you message is to be able to bring as much of that across to a brand. So even the largest brands in the world, you know, Nike and Coca-Cola and um, Apple, they have very genuine messaging and you mm. can, even though you know it's so well crafted and there's probably a team of 30 people who wrote that three sentence piece of content, it comes across as it was one person sitting on the couch writing the content. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why me. do you think I'm telling everybody? She's going to sample that piece later and just play it back. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We'll remix it, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, but you are. You are absolutely right. Like the all those messaging, it feels very personal, mm-hmm. seems very genuine. Whereas, yeah, you, whereas with smaller companies, sometimes you get the opposite. You get these massive, big, long spiels and they're very clinical and you're like, uh, have you like drafted this as an yeah. essay? It's very removed. I think that a lot of brands struggle with that, to be honest. I think that a lot of brands struggle with that idea of, they don't want to make enemies out of everyone, mm-hmm. so they'll be as proper and as like clinical as possible so as to not risk rocking the boat and ruffling any feathers. 
So which is not the way to do it. Which is not. Mm. And you know what? It comes back as well to what we were talking about before. I think that people, maybe on a slightly smaller scale, have that exact same uh, opinion when it comes to LinkedIn. Yeah. I think that some people, um, they're worried that by putting something out that's passionate to them maybe, it's going to put the wrong idea out about, you know, to people that maybe are clients or, mm. or are, you know, prospects or, or whatever it might be. Or yeah. potential employers, you know. Whereas people often need to remember that, just as we've been talking about, being genuine is the thing that people actually connect with the most. For sure. And, you know, genuine message with the ability to target so well on LinkedIn means that you're just going to have a win-win situation. Absolutely. We just spoke about how up-to-date the profiles are and so the targeting is really strong and your lookalike now has the ability to send your message further out to the right audience. So, And it's not that hard to target on LinkedIn. Going through the profile as a marketer, it's it's pretty you know self-explanatory. Just punch in the people, the titles of the people you want to work for, punch in the companies that you want to um, be connecting with mm. and, you know, match that message and send it out. And I think mm. you'll find you've got really good results. Yeah. What are some of the things, um, before we wrap up, obviously, but um, what, are the, what are some of the things that you can target on LinkedIn? Because I know that there are some differences between LinkedIn and Facebook. Targeting. Yeah, yeah, obviously. So you can target location, number one. That's quite an obvious one. Mm. Um, Down to what level? Uh, city. Okay. City, yeah. So you can target postcodes on Facebook. You yeah, can't target postcodes okay, on LinkedIn. Sure. Uh, but biggest things on LinkedIn is that you can target by industry. You can target by company. You can target by mm. job title. You can target by seniority. You can yeah, target by important. job skills listed on a profile. Uh, ooh, it's off the top of my head. I think they're the main ones. There might be maybe Did two I, or three others. I'm not too sure if this is correct or not, but I think I heard someone talking about it. Um, LinkedIn still allows you to target by gender, don't they? No. Where, no, they removed that recently, yeah. did they? No, gotcha. nothing by gender because technically it's irrelevant That's right. on LinkedIn. No. So Facebook, you can't either, can you? No, no, Facebook, you, you can. can. Gotcha. You that's right. So there was, there was, yeah, that's right. There was a bit of a... Some people were worried about gender being taken away. That's right, on mm. LinkedIn. Yeah, so I believe but, it's been taken away on LinkedIn now. Um, so was that a was that in an effort to kind of promote equality? I believe so because I think that the ability to target via gender, especially in a corporate sense, mm. unfortunately, is feeding a little bit into patriarchy and wage gap. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. So there's just a very simple attempt of LinkedIn to just be like, if you're looking for someone to fill this job, it doesn't matter if they're male or female. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I guess someone to work with, it doesn't matter if they're male or female. I guess it still makes sense for, I guess, platforms like Facebook to have it because I guess if you're a ladies only clothing company, it doesn't really make sense that you're going to waste mm. money targeting men with that. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. You might target men with gift cards for that company. Mm, but. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that's some good takeaway. So I think the biggest thing that people need to remember is um, using LinkedIn in a genuine way and just sharing things you're passionate about, whether it's industry-related, it's directly from your company, whether it's something that's political or cultural, mm. jump in, give it a go at just sharing that content Um if you know it's polarizing, be prepared for maybe mm. a little bit of backlash or some support, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, but really looking at the marketing platform and the marketing side of things, um, feel comfortable knowing that if you're jumping into it for the first time, it's the best it's ever been. And the targeting ability is being really quite you know, honed in and you'll be able to reach your market in a very strategic sense. 
I should say though, be prepared. LinkedIn's more expensive than Facebook. Mm. That's something to remember. Just across the board. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. I hope that's I guess, helped everybody. I mean, one last thing I guess mm-hmm. I'll add is that LinkedIn is a place for you to go and give, not to take. So as an av- So philosophical. Oh, yeah. Mm. Step aside, Socrates. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> no, no you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an individual. So yeah. as a marketer, obviously, you just need to put good informative content out there mm-hmm. and expect nothing in return. And if something comes back to you, that's great. Yeah. That, which it probably will. Which like, it that's will. the thing you got to remember. Like, but you can't expect it because no. if you expect it, it will and it'll inform the decisions you make and it will change the content you put out. Mm. It needs to be a very, very genuine attempt at just trying to provide value. Yeah. And that will be the best way for it to actually come back to you eventually. Sure. Definitely. And on that positive, genuine, feel-good note. <laughs> I'm going to go realign my chakras now. Well, I'm going to see my girl Maggie tonight. She's never going to listen to this podcast, but I'm just going to say it. I love you, Maggie. You're amazing. Maggie Rogers, everyone. Check her out. Are we doing shout-outs now? <laughs> She's definitely not yeah. going to care, but that's fine. Shout-out to T-Pain, um, Eminem. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> Mine is good. Yours are bad. Um, but we're just doing random shout-outs. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, as always, guys, uh, make sure you follow us on our social. I can't look at you while I say this. Make sure you follow us on our socials if you want to join the conversation. You can find us at On The Clipside on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And you can also find all of our podcasts listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Wonderful. (laughs) Good sign up, Fruit. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. I know. All right. Talk to you next time, guys. This podcast is sponsored by HostKing. When you host your website with HostKing, you can be sure you're always getting a secure, reliable, and scalable cloud web hosting service. Get the best speed and redundancy for your website, applications, and emails with HostKing. Visit hostking.com.au to get started with the best web hosting service for your business.